Hello, and welcome to the October episode of the EFPL podcast, your short story podcast with all your library updates, events, crafts, jokes, and more. I'm your host and librarian, Jen, and I'm here with all the spooky October fun that can be found at Eager Free Public Library. But first, service updates. Our operating hours for October will be the usual Monday through Thursday, 9.30 a.m. to 7 p.m., Fridays, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturdays, 9.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Now that school is back in session, we wanted to remind folks about BrainFuse and give a bit more information on what it is. So what is BrainFuse? BrainFuse is based in New York City and for over a decade has developed and provided virtual learning solutions for schools, libraries, colleges, and universities. BrainFuse helps students and job seekers seek their goals by connecting them with qualified e-tutors and job coaches anytime, anywhere. Users can also initiate and organize online meetings for peer-to-peer learning. So who are your tutors? BrainFuse tutors are screened, trained, and managed directly by BrainFuse. Their tutors are recruited from a diverse tutoring pool and include a mix of professional tutors, retired instructors, graduate students, and college faculty members. Only tutors with proven backgrounds in tutoring or teaching in their respective fields are hired by BrainFuse. Over 80% of tutors have a master's degree or a PhD in their field. They have a unique live monitoring system where tutor interaction with students is reviewed by a live monitor and immediate feedback is given for an ongoing professional development. Click on the BrainFuse link in the episode description to see the user guide for more information. And remember, BrainFuse is free with your library card. When you stop into the library this month, don't forget to take a look at our displays. So our displays for October in the children's area is Halloween themed, and there are three displays downstairs. And for our adults, we'll have The Plot Thickens, Twists You Didn't See Coming, and Classic Goodreads. And don't forget that all items on display are available for checkout. And just a quick reminder that if you picked up a quilt square over the summer, Hopefully you've returned those to EFPL by October 1st. The finished quilt will be on display through March 2023, then it will be raffled to cover quilting costs. Many thanks to the PCQ Quilting Group for helping us put the quilt together, and thanks to everyone that has participated. And now it's time for upcoming events. Here are all the events and programs for October. And be sure to go online and check our website or follow us on Facebook for more information. All contact information for the events and links can be found in the episode description. Fun for all ages. Used Book Donation Days, Saturday, October 1st from 10 a.m. to noon, and then again on Saturday, November 5th from 10 a.m. to noon. Bring donations to the library's lower level, where friends of the Eager Free Public Library will be there to accept the books they can use in future sales. CDs, DVDs, reference books, textbooks, damaged books, or magazines, except for quilting magazines, unfortunately cannot be accepted. Wisconsin Science Fest, October 10th through the 16th. We will have a kids' DIY slime program this week, and the Night Sky Speaker, and some extra goodies at the lower-level craft table. 
Find more events around the state at wisconsinsciencefest.org. Haunted Library, Thursday, October 27th at 6 p.m. Creep down to the lower level of the library for a ghoulishly grim scene created by area teens. Lights on for the little ones for the first 10 minutes. Then it gets progressively scarier. Early Literacy and Story Times Here's what we have coming up for our youngest readers. 1,000 Books Before Kindergarten Challenge For Infants to Kindergarten Age Read Books even the same book multiple times or the books read at story time or daycare to your newborn, infant, and or toddler. Keep track until you reach 1,000 books. But what is the 1,000 Books Before Kindergarten Challenge? 1,000 Books Before Kindergarten is a family reading project for babies, toddlers, and preschoolers. When you sign up for 1,000 Books Before Kindergarten, your little reader can earn prizes at the library for every 100 book milestone, and you can also create your own rewards to celebrate as a family, like a special dinner or a trip to the bookstore. Participate in fun activities, and you'll receive lots of great reading tips and book suggestions. How do you get started? Easy! Sign up at your library, on the website, or through the new app coming soon and keep track of what you read to your child using any of those methods. Or you can use a notebook you have on hand. Keeping a journal makes a great keepsake for your child. You'll receive a prize for every 100 books your little reader has read, from stickers to a free book to keep. Plus, your child will have their picture taken and displayed on our 1,000 Books Before Kindergarten wall, with parent or guardian consent, of course. So be sure to bring in those logs to the children's area so we can get your child their much-earned prizes. In-person story times, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. for children's age 2 to 5 with caregivers. Listen to stories, sing some songs, and participate in other early literacy activities that help develop pre-reading skills. Space is limited, so please call 608 882 2275 to register. And remember, Storytime Books can count towards that 1,000 Books Before Kindergarten challenge. Baby Story Times, Fridays at 10 a.m. For babies up to two with a caregiver. This is a new story time that's intended for the wee ones. Bring in your baby readers and join us for lapsit stories, songs, and finger plays that will help develop those pre-reading skills. Space is limited, so please call 608-882-2275 to register. And again, these storytime books can count towards that 1,000 books before kindergarten challenge. Evening Storytime, Thursdays at 6 p.m. For children aged 2 to 5 with caregivers. We understand that not all families can make it to our Wednesday morning storytime. So if that's you, please join us for our evening storytimes. We'll have all the stories, songs, and other early literacy activities that help develop those pre-reading skills, just like we do in our morning story times. Space is limited, so please call 608-882-2275 to register. And do these story time books count towards that 1,000 books before kindergarten challenge? You betcha. Movers and Makers Cantar y creer Select Fridays at 11 a.m. Sing, dance, play, and create. 
enjoy a movement-filled story time followed by a hands-on art project. For this month, we'll have a cactus craft on October 21st. Please call 608-882-2275 to register. Take and Make. Creepy Crawly Bugs. Available starting October 19th. Make a creepy crawly bug with pipe cleaners and wooden spoons. And no need to register for this craft. Just stop in and pick up a take and make kit while supplies last. School age. Here's what we have for our big kid readers. Take and make. Halloween luminaria available starting October 3rd. Create your own Halloween luminaria. Use our provided templates or create your own scary or funny face. Wisconsin Science Fest event, Mad Scientists. DIY color changing slime. Monday, October 10th at 11 a.m. A no school day. Need something for the kids to do on this no school day? Stop in and have them create slime that changes color when they touch it. They'll have a blast getting messy, experimenting with thermochromatic pigments and slime and how they react to temperatures. To register, please call us at 608-882-2275. Take and Make. Creepy Crafty Zombies. Available starting October 12th. Make a paper plate zombie with yarn brains and a springy eyeball. Ghost Scavenger Hunt. October 17th through the 31st. Find all the spooky ghosts haunting the lower level of the library. Pick up a tracking sheet at the Youth Services Desk. First Chapter Book Club. Creepy Creatures. Tuesday, October 18th at 3.30 p.m. Perfect for first and second graders. Listen to the first chapter of a book together. If you like it, finish it on your own. This month, make a creepy creature craft and play Book Character Bingo. And as a heads up to any young aspiring business owners, in November and December, we're planning a Young Entrepreneurs Program for 8 to 15-year-olds. It will give kids business experience in terms of learning some marketing and display skills. We'll have an info session to talk about what is marketable, ideas of things they could make, how to price things, how to display their wares, and promotion. And then in December, we'll have a Young Entrepreneurs Craft Fair so they can sell their goods. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or bookmark our website to stay up to date on those details as they come out. Here's what we have for our teens. Teen Advisory Board, or TAB, select Fridays at 3.30 p.m. All teens welcome. Stop in the library after school to catch up, hang out, and plan new teen library programs. TAB counts as volunteer hours and gives you the opportunity to suggest purchases and plan events that you'd like to see. On Friday, October 7th, cosplay a character and help us plan our haunted library. Haunted Library Franken Toys Workshop, Friday, October 14th at 3.30 p.m. It's alive! Alive! Not really, but you can breathe new life into old toys by signing up for our Franken Toys Workshop. So grab a mad scientist lab coat and join us in resurrecting old toys into new and fascinating creations. Supplies provided or bring your own. Please call 608-882-2275 to register. Take and Make. Tiny Terraniums. Available starting October 24th. 
Create a miniature Halloween creepy landscape scene using our craft materials and your imagination. Haunted Library, Thursday, October 27th. Stop in the library to view our haunted house scene. Teens that helped brainstorm ideas at our previously mentioned October 7th tab meeting will join us on Thursday, October 27th, and at 3.30, teens will help set up, 5.40, actors will take their places, and then at 6 p.m., all ages are welcome to view the haunted house scene. And here's what we have coming up for our adult patrons. Public Computers 101, Wednesday, October 5th at 10 a.m. EFPL offers computers and printing for public use. Learn the basics of using these computers. Includes time for questions. You will need your library card and the four-digit PIN associated with it. If you're interested in this program but don't have a library card, just stop in and sign up for one. Make sure you bring something that has a current address. Or you can sign up online through our website, and I'll have a link in the episode description to take you directly to library card registration. So please call 608-882-2275 to register for this program. Wisconsin Science Fest event. Eyes on the skies. The current night sky. What to watch for. How to observe it. Thursday, October 13th at 6 p.m. Speaker Jim Lattice will introduce bright planets, stars, constellations, and other interesting objects of the current season sky. Plus, he'll share information about upcoming astronomical events and equipment tips for amateur observers. Anti-Meridians Book Club, Thursday, October 20th at 10.30 a.m. This month, we will read Gone Girl by Gillian Flynn. Copies are available at the library. Artists' Way for Parents Book Discussion, Thursday, October 20th at 6 p.m. Join us and other local parents for a joyful discussion of Julia Cameron's classic book, The Artist's Way for Parents. Awaken your child's sense of wonder and reawaken your own in the process. The Communication Project, Seeking Volunteers. We're still looking for volunteers for our November 17th event, The Communication Project, where we will examine prejudices through open discussion in a safe environment. Volunteers will share personal stories about stereotypes and misperceptions surrounding a lifestyle, disability, ethnic origin, or belief. For more details and to become a part of the Communication Project, please email me, Jen, by October 21st. And you can find my contact information in the episode description or stop in the library and ask for more information. And now it's time for new releases. We get new books, movies, and audiobooks all month long, so be sure to check the website for when new titles are available. Here are just a few of the books we will be getting in October. Adult, The Maze by Nelson DeMille. Voice of Fear by Heather Graham. Illuminations, Stories by Alan Moore Young Adult The Sunbearer Trials by Aidan Thomas The Sacrifice by Rin Chupeco Children's 
Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix by J.K. Rowling and illustrated by Jim Kay. Diaper Overload by Jeff Kinney. The Frustrating Book by Mo Wellams. We here at EFPL have several book clubs readers can join, and I wanted to highlight a few of them and give our listeners and patrons a bit more information. So today, I wanted to share with you one of our newest book clubs, Bookaholics. I emailed Zoe, who leads this book club, a few questions about it, and here are her answers. So I will be reading the question and then her answer. What is Bookaholics? Well, Bookaholics is a club for adults that meets at Kaylee's Coffee and Wine Bar. What inspired you to want to start this book club? I have worked in libraries since I was 14 and up until now had never been a part of a book club. It seemed like everyone in the clubs was always much older than me and they tended to read books that I really wasn't interested in. I decided that I wanted to start my own book club featuring books that do interest me and people my ages in the hopes of drawing in the 20s and 30s crowd. It seems to always be hard to get that age group to participate in library programs. How often does this group meet? Right now, we are meeting every other month at 6.30 p.m., although there has been some demand that we start meeting every month. We shall see. We will meet next month, Wednesday, November 16th. Does someone need to finish the book in order to join the meeting? Absolutely not. If you are still in the middle of it, though, you will definitely hear some spoilers. Not every book is for everyone, so if you don't like it and decided to put it down, please still come and tell us what rubbed you the wrong way. How do you decide what book to read next? Prior to each meeting, I make a list of five books that are 400 pages or less and have enough copies available in our library system. These books are going to be fun and lighthearted, not heavy reads, because that's not how this book club rolls. At the meeting, I distribute the list and ask each person to vote for two books on the list that they'd like to read. Then I tally up the votes and find the winner. The books that come in second and third place are given another chance in the next round of voting. What's the vibe of the meetings? Chilled and laid back? Formal and very structured? This is most definitely a chilled and laid back kind of book club. I don't expect you to come with a book report prepared, and you totally don't have to talk at all if you don't feel comfortable. You can think of it more as hanging out with friends, having a drink, and casually chatting about books. How does this book club differ from our other adult book clubs, if it differs at all? I think the fact that we meet at a wine bar setting makes everyone more relaxed, willing to talk, laugh, and just have a good time. About how long are the meetings? So far, they've been lasting around one and a half hours. The group is pretty chatty. We start at 6.30 p.m. and are usually walking out the door around 8. What does someone need to do to join Bookaholics? You can stop at the library to check out a physical copy of the book, audiobook, or playaway, or read or listen to the book via the Libby app or Hoopla. And then just show up at Kaylee's Coffee and Wine Bar. I want to thank Zoe for providing the answers and helping to bolster this new book club. And so far, the feedback that I've personally heard has all been positive. So again, anyone that's interested, 
Just stop on in and pick up a copy or download a digital copy on your device. Now here's where I would usually have staff picks, just a handful of books that staff have read and recommend. Uh, today, a little bit of a twist where I won't be sharing staff picks, but a patron pick. So one of our little readers, Haley, wanted to share some of her favorite books. So instead of staff picks today, we have Haley's picks. My name is Haley and my favorite book is, is, is Neville Glows and my second favorite book is Amelia Padilla. And my third favorite is Junie B. Jones. Why do you like them? Because as they are cool and, and they have chapter books in them. Are they funny or scary or what kind of books are they? They, they, well, well, the Neville Girls is about four girls who go to Neverland to see fairies and the, the and the, and, and Amelia Padilla is about a girl and and on Junie B. Jones is about her going to school. And now it's time for ghost stories. We had asked listeners and patrons for their spooky ghost stories last month to be shared in this month's episode for spooky season. And here are the few we received. So these will all be read off anonymously. This is how I remember the three to four times this happened to me while I was here alone at night at the library. The library had been closed for about 15 to 30 minutes, so all the doors were locked and nobody was in the library but me and a group of people that were having a meeting. I do not remember what I was doing. I might have been finishing up some work or reading a book. I did not have to do work at this time only be present to answer any questions and lock up after the meeting was finished. I started to hear footsteps, almost over my head. Puzzled, I looked to the ceiling, knowing full well that I would not see anything on the ceiling, or at least hoping so. The footsteps lasted for about ten or so steps. I got out of my chair and walked through the kids' room into the hallway and up the stairs to the adult section of the library. As I entered the landing of the doorway, I call out, the library's closed. Is anyone left in here? As I walk through the doorway, I can see that there is no one immediately in front of me between the books on CD shelves and the computer table area. I turn the lights on, making my way past the elevator and circulation desk on the left side of the room. I cross the left doorway into the nonfiction part of the library, the frontmost room where I heard the footsteps coming from. I see and hear no one. I cross the room, stopping at the double doors to make sure no one is in the front hall entryway. Seeing it empty, I open the upstairs closet to make sure no one is in there, and to flip on the light so I can check the whole nonfiction room. Seeing no one, I go through the double doors to make sure there is nobody on the stairs that can take the front way downstairs. Finding this also empty, I turn off the lights in the closet and head back across the room 
stopping to check the director's office and closet. Finding nothing out of the norm, I go back through the circulation desk room, shut off the lights, close the door behind me on the landing, and go back to my desk to wait for the end of the meeting. When the meeting is over, I ask if anyone went upstairs for any reason. I was told, no, we thought that was you upstairs that we heard both times. So they heard the first set of footsteps, just like I did. This happened to me on three to four meeting nights. On two of the other nights, along with footsteps, I also heard low dinner party music with the murmur of voices and silverware clinking on dishes. Never found anyone hiding on any occasion. When I was seven, I had a very vivid dream of a woman with long red hair who kept calling my name, but disappeared into mist, and I tried desperately to follow her, but I couldn't quite reach her or hear what she was saying, just something about telling my mother. So when I woke up, I told my mom about the dream and described the woman as I had a very clear picture of her in my brain. My mom said it sounded like her college roommate who I was named after, which made sense as my name seemed to be what she was repeating so urgently. I told my mom that I'd like to meet her someday and didn't think much more about it. Later that day, my mom had a call from another college friend who told her that their mutual friend, my namesake, had passed away the night before. My mom looked at me strangely for a few weeks after that and she asked me more often about my dreams. Our next ghost story are actually four ghost stories. Please enjoy the tales from the house on Church Street. Not all spirits or ghosts are scary. Some just decide they want to be part of the family. These are the memories I have of the spirits that helped us celebrate birthday parties, welcome us home from school, play hide and seek, and even, quote, help our family move to a new house when it was time for another family to meet them and share space. My grandparents lived on Church Street, a significant portion of my childhood. Their house will always hold a spooktacular place in my heart. So this first one is simply titled, Welcome Home. Grandma's door was always open to us, even while her and Grandpa were still at work. On any given day we would stop by, particularly Monday and Wednesday, when she would make us dinner and we would enjoy a bowl of ice cream with chocolate syrup or caramel while, while watching Supermarket Sweep. Before Grandma would get home, though, there was, from time to time, someone else to greet us hello. Remembering walking through the front door of the sprawling front porch was, an, was as natural as walking into my own home, at times even more comforting, as grandparents' homes tend to be. The first time I walked in as a young child and saw, quote, Batman, as I described him, standing at the top of the staircase, I stood frozen. There was no real definition in details to his look, other than he reminded a young child of Batman. It was the 80s, what can I say? The first encounter only lasted a brief moment as he simply turned around and walked away. 
I ran out of the house and stayed on the porch until Grandma got home, never saying a word. As the months and years went by, I remember being greeted more times than I can recall, eventually raising my hand to wave at Batman, having him raise his hand back to me before turning and walking away. Years after my grandparents moved, my brother and I were talking about the old house on Church Street, and he asked me the most shocking question. Have you ever seen Batman? Neither of us had ever told the other of the man at the top of the stairs, or what we coincidentally described him as until that day. Now that I'm an adult, I realize it was simply a long black coat with a top hat he was wearing. Not Batman, but more Bruce Wayne. Someone get the lights. Birthdays are a big deal, and Grandma made sure that we always felt special for our big day. Whether one of her own children or grandchildren, great-grands eventually too, she would make spaghetti or lasagna, bake a cake, scoop the vanilla ice cream, and add the appropriate amount of candles necessary. There was singing too, without fail. When Grandma would say, Can someone get the lights? It wasn't hard to find someone that would do it. Us kids really loved the job. Others loved the job, too. When the lights started being switched off before Grandma could finish lighting the candles, no one was at all surprised. Hide and Seek with Spirits Hide and Seek was a popular game that my brother and I would love to play after dinner with Grandpa while Grandma did the after-dinner dishes. Grandpa would count in the living room with his head down on the couch while we scattered to find the best hiding place around the house. Upstairs and down and anywhere in between was fair game. While hiding in the basement of an old home wasn't exactly what we were brave enough to do, we did think we were pretty clever with how we would, quote, hide while laying flat on the stairs leading down to the basement. Of course, Grandpa would open the door, look right past us, never expecting we would be laying flat versus standing up on the other side of the door. He played along with this concept so well. Grandma would never make a peep about our plan as she stood at the sink that was situated a few steps away. The only way in or out of the basement was this door. There was not a window that opened and the outside cellar door had been long boarded up. The only people in the house during these hide-and-seek evenings were my grandparents and us. We could hear Grandpa counting from across the house as we quietly closed the door to the basement and lay flat as pancakes. We waited anxiously to be found. Grandpa made his way to the kitchen, looking here and there for us. We were so hard to find, of course, and asking Grandma if she had seen us. She never gave us away, not once. As he neared the door to the basement, ready to expose our amazing hiding spot, his plan was foiled. From behind my brother and I came bounding up the stairs from down below us, a voice saying, Found you! Found you! Turning my head to look, only darkness to be found, we scrambled up from our clever hiding spot, screaming as we fumbled with the doorknob, busting through the door and nearly taking Grandpa out while we did. Grandma, startled by our sudden movement, was splashed with warm water as a pan dropped from her grip into the sudsy sink. Unlike the previous stories, this type of interaction never occurred again. I like to think it was because it was meant to be playful, and instead it frightened us a bit too badly. Regardless, our spot was no longer a super sneaky secret, and we certainly didn't care to give it another try. Moving Day 
After years of the Church Street house being Grandma and Grandpa's home, it was time for them to downsize and move into something smaller. The time had come for another family to enjoy the splendor of its walls, mature trees, quiet streets, and unseen roommates. Years of memories to pack, I was in charge of an upstairs room that my uncle had as a teenager. I had used this room as my personal space as I got older, watching TV on the 13-inch black and white and sitting in a Chicago Bears beanbag chair. My poor uncle has questionable choices in football teams. On moving day, I carefully packed old baseball hats that hung in the closet for as long as I could remember. At least one of every team in the MLB with some duplicates. Most were fabric lace, some plastic. Then, Grandma called me down for lunch. The hats were all in the rightful boxes ready to be sealed up. I left them there to return after eating. When I returned less than 30 minutes later, not one or two, but every single hat had been returned to its original hook inside the closet. The boxes once again empty that had been so neatly packed. It seemed we weren't supposed to leave. Okay, so the next story that I have for you, not so much a story, but this is something that I personally experienced when I first started at the library. I was hired at Eager Free Public Library during the pandemic, so we weren't open to the public at this time, and we were only doing uh, curbside pickups. So since I had just started and I wasn't fully trained yet, and after hearing some coworkers different stories of things that happened to them or that they experienced that they couldn't explain. And then also seeing the history of the statue that's in the nonfiction area of Almiron Eager and just how old the library is itself. I thought, Ooh, this is going to be fun. This place has to be haunted. And I love all that haunted stuff. I can be a giant chicken when it comes to it, but I love being scared and I love the spooky. So I decided to bring in my digital voice recorder to see if I could catch any ghosty sounds or EVPs. So on several different occasions, I brought in the digital voice recorder and I set, them, set it up kind of throughout the nonfiction area. Uh, the nonfiction area is the furthest point uh, in the upstairs section from the circulation desk where I was would be stationed for most of my shift unless I was shelving or something. So I had already done all the shelving. I had no reason to really kind of wander around the library. So I set up the digital voice recorder and the couple of different areas that I set it up were uh, next to the fireplace, next to the statue of Almiron Eager, uh, the business ag room, and the history room. After I had set up the recorder and got home and listened to the audio, I could hear things that I didn't hear while I was at work that seemed like things you wouldn't typically hear in a library that's close to the public. So I'm going to share with you some of the audio clips that I collected when I first started. And 
I have gone through and edited these and kind of tried my best to clean them up and enhance the audio so you can hear what originally comes through very faintly. I haven't done any other editing or effects to what you're going to listen to because I'm honestly not that skilled. I'm, I'm able to do podcast stuff and that's about the limit of my expertise. So, so I'll share the audio first. And at the end, I'll tell you guys what I thought I heard. I do not claim that these are paranormal by any means. I just want to throw that out there. Even though I do believe in the paranormal and ghosts and spirits, these are just unexplained sounds that I picked up when it was just me and another coworker uh, that was working downstairs in the children's section at the children's circulation desk. So give a listen and let me know what you think.
Now here's what I heard for some of these sounds and let us know what you think. So right away, I'm kind of hearing some four thumps, maybe some faint music and maybe some voices. It's very hard to make out anything, try to make out anything that anyone or anything might be saying. Uh, there's a part that kind of sounds like there's music playing and I didn't think this one was a passing vehicle because of how abruptly it stops. I also am pretty sure I'm hearing dishes clinking um, or glassware clinking, uh, several thumps, some creaks, possibly a man's voice. Uh, there's some alarm or phone ringing that you can hear. And you can hear us, me and the coworker, in the background, and we are not reacting to this. If it was the phone ringing, we would have stopped our conversation and answered the phone. But we didn't hear any alarm, and the phone was not ringing. Uh, and then just kind of some more creaking sounds. There was a tap sound that I picked up from when the digital voice recorder was on the statue, on the uh, Almiron Eager statue. And then some of these kind of rapid tapping and, and beeping sounds. What's odd about those is that the area that those sounds were taken from, were recorded from, was the history room. So that room is completely locked off and again, not open to the public. So no one, no patrons or anyone was in there. But also keeping in mind the location of the history room from where the circulation desk is and where we would be around. So some of the taps and maybe thumps and creaking sounds could have been us as we were walking by, but we went, we never went inside the history room itself. And while I'm not completely familiar with everything in the history room, I'm not sure what's in there that would give off any kind of like digital beeping alarm sounds or anything like that. So those are the sounds of Eager Free Public Library. Again, let me know what you think. And feel free to always share your spooky ghost stories with us. I personally love hearing them. And for me, spooky season is all year round. I would like to thank those that submitted their stories and for participating in this. And hopefully next year we'll, we'll get even more spooky ghost stories. And now it's time for Discovery Kit of the Month. Be sure to stop in the library to check out this month's featured kit or any of our kits. You can also go online and add them to your holds list. This month's featured kit is the Ghost Hunting Kit. I ain't afraid of no ghosts, are you? Tap your fellow ghost hunters and shh, and dude, what was that? On your own ghost adventure and get to ghost busting with our brand new ghost hunting discovery kit. Our kit contains an EMF meter to track those electromagnetic fields, an infrared thermometer that measures the wavelength that's just greater than that of the red end of the visible light spectrum, but less than that of microwaves, a digital voice recorder to capture all those Class A EVPs, or electronic voice phenomenons, and a few books guide to haunted locations, and everything ghost hunting. This is the perfect kit to check out for spooky season. Last, but certainly not least, Jokes of the Month. EFPL's resident joke tellers, 
the Harlequin of Haha himself, Lee, and the uproarious punny guy, Ross, are back with new jokes that are certain to be knee slappers. So let's get to it. All right, and here's Ross with his funnies for the month. Take it away, Ross. If zombies attack, what's the safest room in the house? I don't know. What's the safest room in the house? The living room. Why are the gates at the cemetery always locked? Why? Everyone's dying to get in. <laughs> hey -oh. Those were great jokes. Thank you so much. And before you leave us today, do you want to share with us what you've been reading or any book recommendations you might have? Uh, I've been reading the uh, Attack on Titan series. Uh, it's very good. Depending on how old you are, wait to read it. Because, uh, I mean, it's for 16 and up, but... That's true. They are uh, the magna mangas. And we have we have a few of the books at our library located in the young adult section, but otherwise they are available uh, through some of our other lending libraries. But yes, all in the young adult section. So hmm? where in the graphic novel section in the young adults, we only had we only had a couple. We didn't have all. How many books are in the series? I'm reading by volume, and there are 34 volumes. Woo, doggies. And what volume are you on right now? Done. You're done? Done. All right, let's get well, those books returned to the library Well, then. now I got to read the spinoffs. Oh, right on. So you're going to get started on those soon then? Yeah, I already have them on hold. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> and that's all because you have the Share Anywhere app on your phone, so you can manage all your own holds. Right? Yeah. How do you like the Share Anywhere app? Uh, it's been pretty good. Pretty good? I also uh, like use it on my use the library app on my tablet. Very nice. Very good. Well, way to utilize all the ways that you can access library material. So, well, thanks for stopping by, Ross, and I look forward to your jokes next month. Bye. Bye. And up next, we have Lee. Lee, what have you got for us today? Okay, and and just so you know, these are homemade jokes. Patent pending. Okay, joke number one. What's a vampire's favorite fruit? I don't know. What's a vampire's favorite fruit? Blood oranges. Ah. What do werewolves like to play? I don't know. What do werewolves like to play? Hard and shriek. Oh, very good. Well, as always, thank you for stopping by and sharing your jokes with us this month. And before you go, do you have any books that uh, you recommend or want to share with us what you've been reading lately? I have been reading Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Mm -hmm. And there's a book about Rowley's Adventures. Mm -hmm. I haven't read that one yet, but I'll look close to it. Right on. Well, thank you so much for stopping by, and I look forward to your jokes next month. Bye. Bye. And that'll do it for us this month. For more information on anything you've heard today or want to sign up for an event, visit us at our website at www.als.lib.wi.us EFPL. Or click on the Linktree link in the episode description to see all the places you can find EFPL online. 
from our website to our Facebook page, plus contact information. I want to thank Haley for her book recommendations this month. Thank you so much for sending that in. And we'd like to hear from our other patrons and listeners as to what books they would recommend. Share them with us on our Facebook page or when you stop in the library, and we'll give you and your recommendations a shout out in next month's episode. And if you have a budding comedian in your home or have the perfect joke you'd like to share, send us an email at eagerfree at als.lib.wi.us. This month's jokes were from the book Silly Jokes About Monsters by Michael Dahl and is available for checkout. Thanks for checking us out. 